What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 85 of the Super Nerd Pals Podcast. I'm your host for today, Chris Sampson, and here with us is Stan, the man, Guderski. What up, Stan? What's up? And unfortunately, Andy's not here today, um, so he's the one in the ghost dimension and the chokey, and I'm very sad because I was really looking forward to recording with him today, but we still have a great episode for you today, and hopefully Halloween weekend... And we'll be back, and we'll have the spooky, spectacular times. It'll be great. But Stan, I haven't seen you since New York Comic Con. How you been? Pretty good. I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what I've been doing. I don't have any, I don't have anything for you except I've been watching a lot of JoJo, and I'm almost up to the Stardust Crusaders arc, which I'm excited for. I've been watching Tiger Mask, which has also been pretty awesome. I think that's on episode three or four. I haven't watched the most recent one, but it's, it's great stuff. Um, yeah, I I also, I, I feel like I mentioned this the last time, but I finished Earthbound. Um, I finished Dragon Ball Z Boots Fury. I finished Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. And I'm currently playing through Chrono Trigger on Vita, but I don't know how far I'm going to get because I'm just using, I'm just doing that right now because I'm really bored because there's no no new games out yet so i've been just well that's gotta change that's gotta change in two days yeah so i'm just yeah i'm just like digging around on chrono trigger while i'm waiting for stuff to come out how about you uh so since new york com oh uh, actually well to backtrack i missed out on the awesome new york comic con special episode i had a great time listening to it on the plane uh, i was exhibiting with my company we did really good uh at new york comic con I didn't have a lot of time to explore or attend any cool panels, but I got to see Stan. I got to see Andy for the last three cons. Like I think since Gen Con, I had like a couple of gifts racked up collecting dust. I finally got to give it to you guys, so I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it. I treated myself. I got to see Justin Jordan and Ben Temple Smith, two of my all-time favorite comic book creators. Uh, I picked up some really cool prints from Ben Temple Smith, and you know, just I, I I love seeing him every year at Comic Con. He's a great guy, and then I got to see uh, all the fantastic New York City peoples: Kirsty, Ryan, Tom, or a couple of my friends. Uh, Ava, she was working at the Loot Crate slash Sanrio booth. That was really awesome. I also got to see my, my old school buddies like Mitsuo and Anthony. Love you guys. So it was a great weekend. Then, like you guys mentioned on last week's episode, I took a red-eye flight to Germany, uh, Essen, Germany, for Spiel 16. It's like one of the largest tabletop conventions. Um, it's like five times bigger than Gen Con. And Gen Con's, uh, I think, unique turnstile numbers were like 60 or 70, 70K. So it was really huge. It was really cool. I met so many awesome exhibitors and interesting people and just general nerdy people uh i met a i met a few podcasting buddies as well so that was a really cool surprise um so if you ever heard of this no sleep podcast or sinister smile if you're a fan of horror st- storytelling podcasts short stories or poems uh and fantastic production quality and voice acting check those two two podcasts out especially sinister smile i met the host for him his name was Iko, he's a really cool guy. Uh, I'll post a show in the show notes. Fantastic, fantastic guy and a really great uh, show that he produces and 
edits, and he does all the voice acting. He he's a paid narrator and voice actor. That blows my mind. So, really cool. Uh, other than that, I watched a whole bunch of anime just to catch up, especially with the new fall anime season and uh, catching up with some comics. I I've been gone, but that's pretty much it. Nice. So it's been a blur. And a lot of news happened this week, or the last two weeks. Lot, no, well, a lot of cool shit dropped, particularly on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like not only just really cool shit, but like trailerception, like trailer on trailer on trailer. It was, it was nuts. So that's the majority of our news today. So news flash, news flash, flash. <laughs> Let's start off with the first trailer, Logan. Oh my goodness, Yo. Logan. I. I don't think I've ever, like, felt the way that I felt about Logan. Like, the only thing that's comparable to the way I felt about the Logan trailer was the Star Wars trailer, the Episode 7 trailer. But I was expecting to feel that way about the Star Wars trailer. You know, I just, as I knew it. I knew I was going to tear up watching the Star Wars Episode 7 trailer. I did not expect to have these emotions watching Logan. Well, well first of all, we were all buttered up because we saw that poster... Where his his hands have the claws, and then this little this little hand was holding on to him, and we're everyone everyone in the group, everyone was like, "Oh my god, is that X twenty three? Is that Laura?" And it was Laura. Yes, so good. What I wanted. So good. And then using the Johnny Cash song was like perfect, like pitch perfect, and just having this old grizzled Logan and this ancient fucking Charles Xavier and then like going on a road trip or something. <laughs> and it just, it was just, Oh, it was so good. It's old man Logan, but removed with all the, all like the really weird and wacky stuff. And then mixed with the last of us. It's so beautiful and it's so haunting. And it's just this bleak post APOC feel. Cause like, I don't, like that's one of the things I'm really curious about. Like I, I need a detailed infographic on what and where and when this movie takes place. Cause I, I don't know if it's after. It's like an alternate timeline set in the same universe as like the Days of Future Past, really screwed up post APOC timeline, or it, if it's part of the X Men First Class timeline, but way, way in the future. Cause like Old Man Logan's, he's. I'm pretty sure. Like from what I. What I think is what's going on here with the timeline is I think this is right – not maybe maybe not right after, but after the um, happy ending of Days of Future Past where Wolverine's back in the present and all, all the people that died in The Last Stand and all those older X-Men movies are back and everything seems happy and the school's back together and everyone's just like alive and like Cyclops is like alive. And I think like – it ending on like Wolverine being in that position and like, oh wow, finally happy ending. Nope, you're gonna fucking kill everybody, Logan. Yeah, it's like it's all the mutants are dead. So, oh wait, holy shit! If they do like, I think I think they're going old man Logan route. I think that's gonna be what the underlying thing is, especially if it, you know if you've read the old man Logan mini when it came out, is you, you learned that. The reason why there's no superheroes anymore is because Wolverine killed them all. Because he was, like, under, like, some sort of, like, trance or some shit. It was, like, Mysterio, right? Yeah, something yeah, along Mysterio, those lines. Mysterio, like, hypnotized him, and he, he, like, gutted all the X-Men, and he put himself into self, self-imposed self exile. And the United States was just carved up by the villains. So, like, on the East Coast, it's Red Skull, and then the Hulk 
the whole like the Hulk and he like inbreeds with with She Hulk and they have a whole bunch of redneck inbred Hulks that take like they're like yeah. the, the, they're they're just like robber barons in the Badlands and then Magneto has his own island or something. I, I don't it's just and then they go and then old man old man Logan goes on a road trip in the spider buggy with night with uh no not night what's it um Hawkeye. I mean a lot of the Marvel rights are tied up. Well yeah so of course they can't do like a true to like what's going on in the in the comics version of Old Man Logan, but they can definitely do it centered around the X-Men and just say that Wolverine killed all the mutants because somebody fucked with his mind or something, and that's why he's in exile. I think the the soul of the Old Man Logan's preserved because it's Logan who's been broken and he's going on a quest. He's going on an odyssey, and I and again like screw like screw Hawkeye, I, Laura and slash X twenty three being the main character and then and then going on a road trip with all grizzled maybe going senile like professor, professor xavier i think that there are great choices i cannot wait for this movie and i think um this definitely sets up not only laura as being the all-new wolverine but it gives them an opportunity to rebuild again on the x-men franchise if they want to because they're essentially saying with Old Man Logan that the, the sleigh is wiped clean. You know, like all that means like the days of the um the X-Men first class timeline is through and the original X-Men timeline is through and they can sort of rebuild and an int- a good way that they can do that while preserving the new mutants that they introduced in the first class timeline is make all new X-Men, which if you've read the comics, the all new X-Men were the young versions of like Cyclops and Jean Grey brought to the present time where they have to deal with the way shit has hit the fan with the X-Men at that point. So you can have Laura age up in a future X-Men movie and be the all new Wolverine and then bring in the all new X-Men, the, the young kids from the, from the past to the future to see like how fucking fucked up everything is. And they get together because Laura is on the all new X-Men right now. You have the opportunity to make an all new X-Men franchise now and bring back the young actors from, um, what was it called? Apocalypse. And team him up with a, with an older uh, Laura. It's perfect. It'd be, it'd be perfect. And to bring it full circle, you know, remember, remember when the first X Men movie came out? Like, was it two thousand three, four? I don't. Uh, long time ago. Where, yeah. Long time ago. A time where studios, you know, they were still afraid. Like, no, we can't. We can't put the actual costumes from the comic books on screen we got to go with the matrix looks everything has to be dark black and leather they make a joke about yellow spandex laura she's gonna rock the yellow spandex yes it's a new movie do it it's gonna be badass it's gonna be so good and let's do it to to like finish off this logan stuff it, it not only does it feel like a conclusion to wolverine story but it feels like a conclusion to the x-men stories that they've been telling also because everything is like coming to an end and they bring in charles xavier too and i feel like this is it feels like conclusive to me just judging by the the way the the trailer is set up and i that, does, that doesn't mean that they can't go and do fucking deadpool too because deadpool's its own thing and then they can even do like the first class timeline stuff 
more if they want to because that happens way back then you know it's like in the and i think they will because they already teased dark phoenix yeah so they can do like the 90s x-men movie with that same timeline so they they can do that and they could still have like this they could still have logan act as its own like ending to the franchise and then be like this this is the movie that you watch if you want to see how how it could possibly end kind of like uh dark knight rises in a way like this is like a version of Batman's storyline coming to an end. This is a version of the X-Men stuff coming to an end. So you have that, like, almost like a a makeup for The Last Stand. <laughs> like a redo. Let's, let's redo the end of the X-Men sort of thing. Definitely, definitely. Hold on for a quick sec. I'm looking on IMDb. I'm trying to look up who's playing Laura. Oh, wait, here, here she is. Okay, so Laura Kenny slash X-23... She's being played by Daphne Keene. The one I'm asking, or what I'm curious about, like, who would you cast for, I guess, like a teenage, teenage Laura? Like, let's say, like, age. Like, what's the appropriate age range? Like, 16? 17? I really don't know. Hmm. I don't know who they would do. They could even just wait a couple of years and use the same actor. They could. Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Daphne Keene's work. The only other work they reference is a show called The Refugees, and she plays a character named Anna. Okay, uh, if you're curious about about uh, The Refugees, it's a drama TV show where mankind is suffering the, bi- the biggest exodus in history. Three billion people from the future have traveled to the present to escape from a global disaster. This sounds actually really, really cool. All right, uh, we'll check it out. Um, I, at the moment, I know I put you on the spot. I honestly don't know who I would cast for teenage or adult Laura yet, but just, I'm just, just the prospect of her being in the, the X-Men uh, movie universe. Just so good. Just, just put her in the, the yellow Spanish costume and just be her. I am Wolverine. Snick, snicked. Oh, so good. I'm excited. What's, what's even more crazy is just this movie's not that far away. This, this movie's coming out in March 3rd. Yeah. T- 2017. An X-Men movie might make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, this trailer, this trailer is just so full of feel, feels. Yeah. Speaking of feels, let's hit it up with Guards of the Galaxy 2 trailer, which also dropped on Thursday. I will never tire of Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah. Um, it starts It starts off like kind of dark and ominous, and then it kicks in with a lot of fun and more livelihood at the end. Uh, I think the trailer looks looks awesome. I I, th- I found it really interesting. Like Drax, the destroyer in this trailer, I think the character evolved a lot. He seems to be a lot more. He seems to be gaining personality and a lot like more emotional intelligence. And he he seems to develop like a much stronger bond and empathy. Like in the trailer, it's uh, it was pretty short. And then in this one scene, Drax is talking to uh, Peter. Uh, or Star Lord, and he was like, "There's two types of people: those who dance, those who do not." And he's basically consoling Peter, and he gives him a big hug. Um, and then, and then later, like Rocket Raccoon, like like shoots up shit and busts a, a hole in someone, and it's badass and it's awesome. And a baby Groot's adorable. So this yeah. everything about this trailer is amazing. So I'm just, I'm really excited. I I think this tra- this is a good tease, good trailer, but. What they need is to show me Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell he's playing a sentient planet and I need to see it now because that's oh but so excited cannot wait for this movie how about your thoughts Dan 
I think it looks great. I mean, there's, I don't really have a lot to say because it just looks like more Guardians of the Galaxy, which is I'm excited for because I really liked the first movie. Um, so I just, I'm just, I just want to see the movie. You know, like I, it just you got all the good, all the good parts back again, and and there's going to be more classic rock and and Groot's Groot's in it. He he's he's still Groot, so I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great. Can't wait. And uh, oh, Gamora's sister's back. Uh, Aurora, she's in the poster. Yeah. Um, trying to remember. Oh, and then um, uh, what's his name? Mike Michael Rooker, his character Yondu. Yondu, he's also in the poster. And he also yeah. he also has like a bigger horn. So that's pretty cool. Uh, can't wait. God, can't wait. Can't wait. And also, we can't wait. Also coming out in March 2017. Nintendo Switch and their trailer also dropped. Yes. What the hell? Yes. This this, this this Thursday. Oh my gosh! And yo, yo, like okay. To top it off, I think on 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 social media, everyone was freaking out about this. I, everyone, I think, it was received very well. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I don't know why is, there's doubt. But like Nintendo stock dropped six point five points after the release or of Nintendo Switch, the reveal, which is stupid because did they not watch the trailer that we watched? Did they not read the same articles? Because everything about Nintendo Switch sounds amazing. They might be worried that it, it looks like the Wii U or something. Or or they might be worried that people are going to be like, nope, not going to buy any more Wii U's because what the fuck is the point? That might be the case because we, we do have to wait several months for the Switch, you know? So I think once the Switch comes out, it's going to be a different story because yeah. this thing looks... Awesome. Let Let's break it down. If you If you If been hiding under a rock, this was the NX, but now it's the Switch. It's, it's confirmed. It's official, and a, a a very fantastic, well done three minute trailer was dropped on Thursday. A lot of the predictions, a lot of the rumors were confirmed. It's a hybrid handheld slash console yes. that uses which uses SD cartridges. Yes, and whole whole my like like the amount of player freedom and like. Utility and variety packed in this one thing. It's so cool. Yeah. Like so, you got you got you got two modes. You got the you got the home mode. So there's the console that you could put onto what they call a switch dock that connects to your TV, uh, so that you could play the game on your TV. But you could also remove the system at any time out of the dock, and then automatically switches to a portable mode. Plus, it has two detachable controllers on each side of the console called Joy-Con controllers. Now you could play the, the the game in one of two ways. You could play, you could have the controllers docked in the size of the system so it plays a lot like uh, like a like a DS or more or more more closely to like a Vita uh, or like a Game Gear. Um, mm-hmm. or you could also remove the controllers and, and use them wirelessly. Uh, so the actually the back of the the switch has a kickstand, so you can set on the table, and then you can just lounge back and just play uh, with the controllers wirelessly. And what's great, like Nintendo's always been great about couch play, but this system, it, it, like I feel like it rev- is, is just keeping couch play alive, but also giving it a new spin on it because it you, know, you can use both controllers uh, by yourself, like one in each hand. You could use. Or you could sh- you could share the two controllers with multiple people so you could play with with a, with a friend, and holy shit, you can create lo- local multiplayer 
with multiple switches and multiple controllers. This is so legit. Like, if you watch the trailer, they had, like, two different things where a group of two or four or, like, eight people, they get together and they're playing, like, FIFA or they're playing Kart or they're playing uh, Splatoon and they're sharing sharing multiple switches and, and sharing controllers and this is so cool. Yeah. This it's is amazing. This is- and and first of all, I love the name. I think Switch is like a great, very easy to convey name for the system. Uh, they abandoned the fucking Wii name, which great because I would have been pissed if they called it the Wii Switch. They showed some really important things game-wise. They showed that they showed Splatoon, which means that they're probably going to be porting Splatoon to the NX or the NX, haha, <laughs> the Switch. Um, they showed Breath of the Wild, the new Legend of Zelda, which we knew was coming to the Switch, but now confirmed that we can now take this new Zelda game on the go with us, portable, you know, not only are we getting the new, the new awesome Zelda, but the new awesome, awesome Zelda is going to come with us wherever we go. Another thing they did was show Skyrim, Skyrim H. Well, it's really, it's really funny about Skyrim because they, Skyrim got like a sizable amount of the trailer. And then uh, Bethesda like backed out. It's like, oh wait, 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 wait. Skyrim is not actually confirmed for Switch, even though it's in the trailer. It's it's so confirmed. <laughs> they they just they're just not allowed to really say anything because they have they probably have like something going on with Nintendo, right? But they but Nintendo released the the list of like their partners, and Bethesda is on the list. And what better way to test out the capabilities of the Switch than to bring over Skyrim HD, which is already coming out to the PS4 and the Xbox One. But now this becomes the main draw of buying Skyrim again, because now Skyrim is suddenly going to become portable on the Switch. And maybe now I will finally beat fucking Skyrim, because now I can take it and play it on the train or on the bus. Yeah, so dope. You know? So dope. It's just awesome i think it's awesome i love this idea and it's it's completely nintendo and it's also something no one else ever considered doing you know have the fucking thing docked take it out of the dock take it with you break off the controllers on the side and play two players or just lean back and play with it and you they have a new pro controller which looks more in line with what you expect from like sony or microsoft which looks it looks like a professional controller that you would play right seriously and I just, I'm excited. The, the one thing that I want them to do that they haven't mentioned yet was is implement some sort of trophy or achievement system. Because they're the only one who doesn't do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that would be a great, like, system-wide thing to do. And please let us use our Nintendo Network ID and then let us re-download shit. That you know we've already bought because it's linked to our account. You know, I don't, I don't want to buy Earthbound a f- like fourth time. You know, I, I please, just please let us use our Nintendo eShop accounts or Nintendo IDs or whatever. Just, just make it simple. Make it unified. Make it simple. Bring over that that real good virtual console. This is another thing that I really like is because if you look at the 3DS and the Wii U. They have separate virtual console lists, you know? Games that you can play on the 3DS aren't necessarily games that you can play on the Wii U and vice versa. There's, for some reason, it doesn't make any sense to me, but all the Game Boy Advance virtual console games, you can only play on the Wii U and not on the 3DS. At least this way, if you buy these games through the virtual console, you it's one unified thing, and you can take it wherever you want, you know? So now I'm, I'm no longer 
needing to like hold off if they release something on the virtual console for the switch because now i know i'm covered if i want to take it you know if i want to take it portably because i'll have the option to you know they released uh super mario rpg for the wii u and i really want to play through super mario rpg again but i want to wait to see if they release it on the 3ds virtual console like they did for earthbound because i I would prefer playing that game on the go because there's more it's more likely that I'll finish it doing it that way than having to sit down at the TV at home and do it, you know? So yeah, that's, it's, it's a good solution. And it just, it makes me wonder if they're just going to skip a generation of the handheld because this is technically their new thing. Cause I don't, I don't see them really releasing like another iteration of the 3ds or whatever. They'll probably just continue releasing like special edition 3ds's like for Pokemon Sun and Moon or yeah, but um, I don't think they're gonna you know. they're gonna do a sequel console. You know, there's not gonna be another no. one at least yeah, yeah. for a while because now it's like they can develop everything for this one console. You know, they can have the new Pokemon for this. They can have the new Fire Emblem for this. They can have the new Animal Crossing for this, and it's gonna be the same thing. And people are gonna be more willing to go buy it because they'll be able to take it with them. Hell yeah. Um, you touched on one of my subtopics for this news piece, but um, just just before I address that, um, also in the news pieces, Amiibo support is confirmed. Yes. Although the Switch is not compatible with physical 3DS or Wii U games, which I think makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. Because it's cartridges, but it's not the 3DS cartridges. And it's, obviously, it's not going to play discs. But that doesn't mean that you can't re-download digital versions of those games on, on the Switch. You know exactly, exactly, and if you have a, if you're like mostly digital, I mean, then you're probably in the clear. So that's good. Um, but yeah, Stan, you you mentioned like Fire Emblem and like new Pokemon. Like that's what I one of I make my main question is: What games do you want to see on Nintendo Switch? All of so them, want, all of them, but like brand new ones. I want I want to see Bayonetta three, a new Fire Emblem, and like Pokemon Snap two, and a new Smash. How about you? Well, definitely, I want to see what Pokemon game they make after Sun and Moon. They can even do like the 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 third, you know, the third version of Sun and Moon, whatever that oh, is. Oh, that's right, yeah, like yeah. Pokemon Eclipse or something. And they could and they can put they could put that on the Switch, and I would be all over that shit if they did something like that. New Fire Emblem for sure. New Animal Crossing for sure. Metroid Prime, bring that shit back. New Star Fox. New Star Fox. Uh, good please a good star fox <laughs> a good one a good, a good one. one yeah um i want to i want to see that that mario game they showed in the trailer i want to see more of yeah, that yeah that's right mario switch or whatever they call it cuz it looks great it looks closer to like uh mario sunshine or mario 64 just the way it, with the triple jumps and whatnot so i'm excited for that because i i really didn't like um uh, super mario 3d world the last mario game that i played that i really enjoyed was 3d land and that had more of like the behind the shoulder kind of gameplay of like the older Mario games. So I'm I'm more likely to like to be into this game if it's like that, and not like the Mario the the Mar- I I just thought Mario 3D World was strange. It wasn't like what I wanted from Mario stuff, but this looks more like what I want. So I'm excited for it. Okay, all right. A good Sonic game. Yeah, a good good Sonic game. A Mario and Sonic game that's not Olympics. Yeah, like, yeah, just, just, just Sonic saving, like, Princess Peach for once or something like that. Uh, 
trying to think what else. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Jeez. Um, just like Stan said, just put everything, everything on the Switch, and we'll be happy. They will because now it's everyone's going to be developing for the same for the same console, and I feel like we don't need everything to look the same. You know what I mean? You know how like just by na- by virtue of what the consoles are, 3DS games look different than Wii U games. They can still do that. Like I wouldn't mind playing a game that looks closer to the way 3DS games look and then also playing games that look closer to what Wii U or beyond that, you know, looks like. I'm fine. As long as, as, long as it runs smoothly, and I think it will cuz like there's some serious gaming hardware in this machine like it's like there's like i don't know like the, all the terminology but it's like some crazy graphics processor by nvidia i it's it just sounds like amazing and it's been impressing a lot of game industry press people so this is the comeback baby it's coming the wii the wii u it was like the fucking beta tests for this shit or something yeah <laughs> uh, and it's, com- it's, it's gonna come soon it's gonna it's gonna come in March. Everything's coming in like like everything's coming out in like the spring. You know, you, you got Persona Five. You got you got Horizon Zero Dawn. You got a brand new Nintendo system, and you got uh, you got Logan. What what's going on? This is so good. It's it's so close. Is it within within the next six months? Yeah, I'm feeling very much like the tide is turning for Nintendo in like a, a more positive way because the Wii U was a failure. You know. There, the games that came out for it, I really enjoyed. You know, like Bayonetta two, and I think I think they did some good stuff. But I think overall, it just felt like nothing. You know, like a, like a weird stopgap between like major things, like a like a Wii point five kind of situation. You know, so this def, this feels like a progression. This feels like something new and f- something very bold, which I feel like, like was lacking from the Wii U. Right, this feels like. Different enough to the to the PS4 and the Xbox One that this warrants um, a purchase, and it, it feels geared towards more adults, you know, not necessarily kids, because the the Wii U felt like a a kids machine, you know. The Switch looks like some, and they, it's because of the way they marketed it in the trailer. They show these like young twenty something adults playing with the with the Switch, taking it with them, you know. So I feel like it's it's more geared towards a more serious gamer this time around, and I feel like that's gonna be a good thing because if like for example, if they release a game that is compatible for all three systems, like a like a multi platform game, I might actually lean towards getting it on the Switch because of the added bonus of having it on the go. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because like I mean, you have yeah, you have PlayStation. And you have like digital cross buy with PS and Vita, but that's still, I mean, as I mean, Vita's still on his last leg of life. But as long as you have a Vita for some games, you still have it for both. But some editions of games, there it's either it's either or. It's only for PS4. It's only for for Vita. For example, Gravity Rush Two. Gravity Rush started had its roots in Vita, and then it got ported to PS4, and now Gravity Rush 2 is only for PS4, which is bullshit. You know? Yeah. Now you have the functionality of, like, you, you can have, like, an amazing, like, cross-party uh, next-gen games, but, you know, unlike 
Xbox and PS4, you could take you could take if you had the Nintendo Switch, you could take it on the go. And you know, in our, in our society or in our life, you know, we're always on the go. Like, in, especially if you live in a metropolitan center like you, you and Andy in, in New York City, or me in DC. You know, we're, we're always on taking the train and stuff. You know, I I want that experience. And now Nintendo's giving it to us. And this is awesome. And just imagine just being on the train and you find like some other person who's also playing a Switch and then you just like take out your controllers and give it to their random buddies and just then you have a local multiplayer on the train or in the park or like at the bar. I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. so awesome. Like Nintendo, yeah. you are, you're preserving and you are evolving what, what, what couch play is and could be. And that's that's something that I'm I'm really so happy about, and like I feel like you, you see this a lot in tabletop gaming, uh, where it's it seems to and, and like Dungeons and Dragons as well, where it seems like those types of games are increasing in popular popularity like in the last like five ten years more than ever because um, like everything's online and every especially with like all, gaming it's just been transitioning over into online and like you know that that is inevitable but there's nothing nothing that beats just playing a game in the same room the same just and see and like, with your friends like in the, in the flesh and you know the, the, the nintendo gets that and like the switch it's just the switch is revolutionary that and, and preserving that and it's i think that's like my favorite part of the switch and how the system is so clean and functional and it's it looks so cool. It, it, yeah. Like it, it just just by looking at it, you just like I, you just you just need it. It feels like the future. It's like look at this thing. You you have a PS4, but you only play it at home. I could take this shit right out of this little case and co- and put it on my backpack. Hell yeah! You know, it feels futuristic. Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is um, battery life. That's the one thing that I really want to know is like how how long does the battery yeah. last? You know, I, I I hope it's not like one, like two hours and then it like burns out because that's doable, sure. Because if your commute's like an hour, you can like plug it in at work or whatever and like charge it up that way. But I I'm hoping for something longer. You know, I'm not expecting like 24 hours of continuous play, but at least in the, like the the five or so range where I feel like it's it's at least doable. You know, in terms of play time to like battery life you know i don't mind like if i if i take the system from my house and i and i go over someone else's house i don't mind like plugging it into the wall playing it that way you know but i just in between when you're traveling if you're commuting i hope the battery life is sustainable you know that's that's the only thing there was an article written by polygon i just Googled it. It's Nintendo Switch battery life, everything that we know and what we should expect. So basically, this, this article is, they're, they're comparing like various NVIDIA products and what their battery life is. Cause, uh, the, the hardware inside the Nintendo Switch is also NVIDIA. Uh, so far it's a bunch of like speculation, but no one really knows yet. So this article is kind of moot. <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't really work. Uh, doesn't really tell you much. And uh, like Nintendo's actually from, they did mention that they still have some additional things and features to announce that they did reveal in uh, the trailer. So battery life is one of them. Uh, grab like the act, hardware specs is another. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait. We'll see what happens. Um, as long as not like under 
two hours because that would be kind of frustrating. I'm sure Nintendo's got this all figured out. You know, they're not they're not dumb. They know if they're gonna go for this this angle here, and it, it needs to work, and it needs to work well enough that people want to pay money for it. And if the battery life is not there, then people are gonna be like, then what the hell is the point? You know, just make another home console. So they they have to like balance this stuff, and I'm sure they have like a plan for this stuff. And I I I, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if it was on the lower end of like an hour or two. Yeah, that would surprise me. But that's it. So let's let's wrap up the news flash with two other quick pieces of news. First off, Donald Glover he got casted as Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo spinoff movie. At this point, just make just make a solo Lando movie because this is the greatest casting decision ever, ever. This is so good. This was announced really recently. I want to say it's Thursday, but actually I'm not quite sure. But I just I just assume everything was announced on Thursday. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. This was announced Friday. So Lucasfilm made it official. The directors of the movie, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, uh, they confirmed it. And they, they're really happy to bring Donald on board. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what have we here? Well... Yeah, so this is that's, the that's my comment. This is the, the that's all that needs to be said. This is a, a mate. This is perfect casting. So I want this. I'm more excited for this than than the the concept of there being a solo movie. Period. Like I don't I don't really care about a Han Solo movie because I feel like his story has been covered in the original trilogy and Episode Seven. I feel like his story is told. It's complete. If you want more, read the comic books. Something, someone who I feel like is more deserving, who we've seen less of, is Lando. He feels that to me feels like more um, worth it to explore in terms of a movie. You know, like we've we got like four movies worth of Han Solo. You know, we have like a couple of scenes with with Lando. You know, yeah, and but, he only got two whatever. movies. You know, so he needs. And he, he was. It's not like he was a main character neither. You know, like he was. He was an important character, but he wasn't like. The main three, you know? So I feel like, to me personally, I'm more excited about Lando than I am Solo. And, and you know, like, I like Lando. He's one of my favorite characters. That's well documented. I hope I hope people see this, see the reaction to Donald Glover as Lando, and we get eventually a Lando movie proper, you know? I, I, I fully agree. And I hope as a sign of mea culpa good faith, you know, because we know that Donald Glover's going to kill it as Lando. Fox, please give Donald Glover the Miles Morales movie. It's going to happen. Or Marvel. Marvel, please make the Miles Morales movie and, and, and cast Donald Glover in that too. Because, I mean, because, like, you know, it's all Disney. It's all Disney. So, you know, you know, you can cross the streams. It's all good. Ah, oh, Lando, this is perfect casting. I love it. Uh, Stan, you want to take this one? This is your baby, I think. Red Dead Redemption 2. It's finally here. Rockstar. New trailer. Rockstar's delivered. I mean, it's Red Dead, right? I Red Dead Redemption. The first Re- Redemption game was my favorite game of like 2010, whenever it came out. I loved the game to death. And I played it so much. And the Undead Nightmare expansion was incredible. And I'm so excited. And there was, there was rumors for nonstop. There was nonstop rumors that, that Red Dead Redemption 2 was, was a thing that was happening. And I'm happy that it's confirmed. I really wish the trailer showed more because I feel like 
if it's coming out fall 2017, there's kind of no reason to have this weird trailer where it shows cool, like, scenery stuff, but nothing about, like, the story. I don't see a benefit in keeping us in the dark about this stuff, you know? Like, at least give us who the main character is. But Rockstar likes to do that all the time. Like, you look at the first GTA V trailer. They didn't do anything in terms of character or story. It was like, here's Los Santos, and here's a voiceover of which who becomes Michael, but we don't know at the time. It just just fucking tell us, you know what's what's the big deal? What's what's with all the smoke and mirrors? Just give us give us the thing. And I don't know how I feel about Red Dead Redemption Two as as a title. I think it's kind of a lazy title because it's like are are they being redeemed again? Like is this the the second redemption? But it's a it's rumored to be a prequel. So can you be redeemed before you're redeemed? Like is that is that a thing that can happen? I don't know. I I would have liked some some other kind of alliteration with an R subtitle that would because it also co- completely negates Red Dead Revolver, which is the original game in the series, which not a lot of people know about, I guess. But calling it two sort of like implies that there's only two games in the series when there isn't, and I feel like they they could have come up with something more interesting of a name than redemption i don't know what would you name it red dead revolution yeah yeah red dead revengeance red dead revengeance just just freaking raiden just comes out of nowhere and he's shoots shoots swords out of his revolvers i don't know that'd be, that'd be yeah. awesome but i mean it's, it's a done deal you know it's rockstar I, I i love red dead redemption when it came out i thought i thought the story was really good i thought the gameplay was a lot of fun i hope they do for red dead what they did for gta 5 where they have like this really detailed open world and story and then they also have this very robust online component and i remember there being an on like online stuff for the original red dead redemption but i feel like they can really push it more, you know, like give us more things to do in the West and with friends. And I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to see more. The big question is, is Red Dead Redemption 2, is that going to come on the Nintendo Switch? Because that'll be badass. That'd be awesome. Please, please, Rockstar, please hook up with Nintendo and make it happen. That'd be awesome. But yeah, so there's no actual release date. Uh, all they told us was quarter three, quarter four, 2017. So it's gonna be, yeah. it's gonna be but a while. I, I have a feeling that it's gonna be quarter one, 2018. Like they're gonna probably push it forward because that's what they do for everything. Everything gets delayed several months. So I feel like this this feels more like, considering when we when we're hearing about this, this feels more spring, 2018 to me than holiday 2017. But We'll see. I don't mind being proven wrong. Bethesda announced Fallout 4 and it came out several months later, so we'll see. Yep. Uh, so that's it for the newsflash. So many things happened this past week and it's just it, this was yeah. a very a very exciting week for video games and for movies. So Big news. Big news. So we're running a little bit late <laughs> already. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm going to keep... So- oh, I'm sorry? What I was thinking is that we could do polls now and then you can close with your topic because I don't really have anything okay. crazy. To say well, let's do it. Do it. That, that, that sounds perfect. Stan, you want to want to open up with the, with your polls? Okay, so the polls for this Wednesday. I never have this ready. It's uh, October 26th. 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 
Wednesday, October 26th, our polls. Mine, Batgirl number four is coming out. Um, they're continuing the Batgirl in Asia storyline. I think that's coming to an end soon. I think they're going to do the um, Ethan Cobblepot stuff in issue five. So I think this might be the last um, thing in the arc, I think. Um, Suicide Squad 5 is also coming out. They just wrapped the first arc in 4. So I, I'm not sure what they're doing next. But they're gearing up for the Justice League versus Suicide Squad um, event that's happening, I think, in January. So that's going to be pretty cool. And then Star Wars 24 is also coming out. They're still doing that whole stolen Star Destroyer, badass Stormtrooper stuff. Um, that's that's ending, I think, 25? But, yeah, they're in the middle of it. The the heroes are about to get their ass kicked by these stormtroopers with the lightsaber. The lightsaber stormtroopers. So Excellent, excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. I have uh, three books on my pulled list today uh, for this week. So first, you got Call of Duty uh, Zombies number one, written by uh, two of my top creators so you have justin jordan who i mentioned before so he he's he's written like luther strode uh spread uh you also have jonathan wayshack uh who he does like this really crazy abstract like watercolor-esque uh artwork um he's really really well known for his run on fairy men so they're doing they're doing the Call of Duty Zombies, and I, I kind of I kind of consider this like a guilty pleasure, because I mean, Call of Duty I'm like very man most of the time. Like the only thing I love about Call of Duty is zombies, uh, the zombies mode, and I, I've always I mean that was like a bonding experience for like some of my best friends. Like all we did during the summer was play Call of Duty Zombies when it first came out um, for Black Ops. And I really enjoyed like the the lore that you could pick out uh, from all the Easter eggs, all the challenges you do, and I think the story night is very really well done. And now there's a comic book form, so I'm gonna check it out. Then you got Batman Beyond number one. Batman Beyond's finally coming back. I love Batman Beyond, so it's 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 a done deal. I Terry McGinnis is back, and they're they're going for the fences already. Like apparently this story. May it may tease the return of the OG Joker, and similar to the beginning of the series, like the the first main, the first I guess cadre of villains is the motorcycle gang, the Jokers. So it's really cool, brings me back. Finally, you have a pretty exciting team up. Like I didn't know these two guys worked together before, but Mark Millar and Greg Capullo, uh, they're teaming up for a brand new image title called Reborn. It's a sci-fi fantasy story where when you die, you don't go to heaven or hell. You end up in this brand new dimension and you have to fight to survive. Part I'm really interested in this series because one, like the, the creative team sounds amazing and I love I love both of their works. And two, um, I'm watching an anime right now that's very, very, very similar to the same premise. Um, I, I mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago. Those anime was called Drifters. It's held by the same creative teams that worked on Helsing Ultimate and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, so it's like Kota Hirano. It has like the same art style uh, as Helsing Ultimate. It's so beautiful. And Drifters is very much the same plot where like historical figures, uh, they die and then they're pulled from their eras and they're cast into a war and they're used as like quote unquote like 
chess pieces to fight in like some interdimensional war. So you got like Japanese heroes like Tokugawa, not Tokugawa, Oda Nobunaga or um, Hannibal. And Reborn just reminded me of Drifters. I really, really love Drifters. I just wanted to give this a try. So those are my pulls for this week. Next. Nice. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up pretty quickly with my topic. Um, so I came back from Germany and I still had jet lag. So my Germany is six hours ahead. So more or less every single night of the week, I've been waking up at 3 a.m. because my body thinks it's 9. Not being a normal person, like it's like, oh, I should go about this things. No, I, I, I'm awake. I actually catch up on TV shows. So, to my surprise, I had no idea on on a on Friday, on the twenty first, that Black Mirror season three was premiering. At the time, I was like, holy shit, season three, Black Mirror. I binged through the first three episodes, then finished it up like the next day and a half. Uh, so, Black Mirror. This is an amazing show. It's on Netflix. I th- it's basically Twilight Zone for the Facebook generation. It's an anthology series where it's filled with individual vignettes numbering between like 40 minutes to like over an hour episode each. Uh, the seasons are very short, like three episodes, four episodes each. It features dark satirical fiction. Um modern society so especially in regards to technology and social media in the modern age so like they create these crazy thought experiments and stories and they take place on these dystopic realities where like as this title suggests like black mirror it it shows you like the dark reflection and of, of technology and how it affects people and societies and systems. The most disturbing but most exciting thing about Black Mirror is like you, they pre- presents you with these radical dystopic worlds and and scenarios, which at one point you're like, "Holy shit, this is this is crazy!" But at the same time, it's just far enough into the future where it, it, it can seem like a real possibility, and it, it comments on like. Facebook and memes and viral marketing or, or, or like uh, how how memes are created, how our minds and how we interact, how we view and perceive the world through social media and technology. And, and it just turns on its head and makes up like really Black Mirror more than anything. Aside from like, are you afraid of the dark or the Twilight Zone when I was a kid? It really screws with your head. So I cannot recommend the series enough. And season three premiered. Actually, Stan, have you seen Black Mirror? I haven't seen any of it. Holy shit. Okay. You got to watch it. It's really good. Especially season... Th- I mean, so the great thing about it, it's anthology form. So you don't need to watch any of them in order. And season three... This is the first time where it's not being produced by... Um, oh, what's it called? Um, it used to be produced by Zepatron for Endemol, but now Netflix picked it up for the third season. It's written by Charlie Brooker. It has a lot of really great British actors. So like John Hamm's in the Christmas special. Uh, you have uh, Haley Atwell of Agent Carter fame. She's in an episode of season two. But season three, 
I really, I, I, I highly recommend you watch uh, episode two. It's called Playtest, and this is this is like my non-spoiler pitch or review for, for you, Stan, and, and for Andy. Andy, why aren't you here? You should be here too. So Playtest, it's a commentary on hardcore video gaming and the singularity and the future of video gaming as it relates to like immersive gameplay and 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 like the, the rise of VR technologies. It's written by Charlie Brooker and directed by Dan Trachtenberg. And Dan Trachtenberg, like he directed Ten Cloverfield Lane. Plot premise is Cooper, who's played by Wyatt Russell, who's the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, which blew my mind. He's a American backpacker who lives with his mom and he leaves home to travel the world. He's stuck in Britain. And he finds that he's, he runs out of funds and he signs up for this experimental beta where he he gets paid to take part in a experimental uh, VR test for a game that's like the most realistic horror game in the world. And it's really awesome because they have like a Hideo Kojima proxy character as like the creator of the game and the the game that he's demoing is very much like silent hill slash resident evil it's like it takes place in this haunted mansion and it plays very much like it plays tropes from like classic horror movies and visual cues from like silent hill resident evil and even like amnesia or um even pt that's all i'm gonna say about the plot but it's like really gripping and it's futuristic enough where it's like, oh, this is really scary, but it's like close enough where it's like, this could actually happen, like, just like the next like five years, 10 years. Um, and super fantastic, super well done. This, this happens many times with many episodes of Black Mirror, where it just, it subverts all your expectations and throws it on its head. And it really makes you think. So I binge all of this in like a day and a half. I'm really sad now because I don't have anything else to watch. In terms of Black Mirror, I'm probably gonna rewatch, rewatch the whole series again because it's been a while. A like ten out of ten Kojimas. Like this is such a good show. So check it out as soon as possible. Black Mirror. If you love Twilight Zone, if you love horror, if you love weird dystopic visions of the future, you just want shows that make you think. And or maybe if you if you're paranoid of technology and and you're like. Uh, I don't know. You're just one of those people who just just hate technology. <laughs> you would love the show. You you'll be like you'll be re- like. See, I told you this is what's going to happen, and so that's it. Cool. I'll I'll I will check it out, and I will. Yeah, Halloween's coming up, so you know, put it on the key with Kirsty and and binge it. So good. Put it on mm. the Quayway. Right. So I think that's it. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think this is good. Cool. Alright, so this was episode 85 of Super Nerd Pals. Um, this was a great episode. Uh, so many so many good things, so many trailers, so many Nintendo stuff, and uh, just a really good time to be a gamer and to be a nerd. So uh, We appreciate you going on this journey with us. Um, you can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You can also visit the website, supernerdpals.com, and find all of our episodes there. And please join all of our communities and our groups. Stan, where can you find us on Facebook? Facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals. Thank you. You can also find us on Twitter 
at SuperNerdPals. You can also find us individually on Twitter. You can find me, Chris Sampson, at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O, Ninja for Hire. You can find Stan on Twitter at Stan Doom. 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 And you can find Andy on Twitter at SweetJustice1. That's O-N-E, SweetJustice1. You can also find our all our side shows uh, on our on our, our wow I cannot talk. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fading. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, home stretch. We're home stretch. There. Home stretch. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast. We have Dragon Chat, our number one Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z GT Super. <laughs> Oh, so so dead stand. You can find all of our Dragon Ball related nerdery on that. Uh, we just recorded episode four, so that'll be released on Friday. So please check it out. It's a really great episode. The number one Dragon Ball AF podcast. Fo show, fo show. Um, you can also find our other anime podcast. It's on hiatus, but if you if, if you're a fan of Dragon Chat and you want some more anime stuff, you can still find. Our anime is weird episodes on our RSS feed as well as our website. Please like, rate, subscribe, and share. Share podcasts. Join our groups. Go comment. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. lend us your energy. Indeed, let us lend us your geki damas and and kale cans, and you'll you won't regret it. And stay tuned. Stay tuned for next week. Oh, it's gonna be really exciting because it's Halloween and. It's yeah, it's gonna be one year since our super spectacular spooky doom super nerd pals episode. That was a lot of fun. We had Ryan on the episode last last year. So if you want to check it out, check it out. Uh, it's on RSS feed, and I'll uh, we're not sure we're gonna do something special for Halloween, like have Ryan on, but we'll we'll figure something out. It's gonna be good because we love Halloween. We love we love the spookies, and I'm gonna stop talking. I'm rambling. I'm really tired right now. Go to bed. (laughs) Go to bed. All right. Thanks, pals. You're all awesome. And see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.